0: Hello again, everybody. It is episode 10 of the PFG Vibecast. I am Julie Voigt, he is Mr. Russell Baxter, and together we give you the vibe. Tonight on episode 10, we have another special guest for you this evening in celebration of the new NFL year. It's free agency frenzy. So without further ado, Mr. Russell Baxter.
1: Well, Julie, uh, we would like to welcome to the show for our 10th Vibecast. And I was going to make a corny joke about 10 and speaking to number 10, I guess we could talk about Eli Manning, but I got to do a little full disclosure here. Last night, um, Tuesday night, we were getting ready to tape our Vibecast with Patricia Trena, one, one of the best New York Giants beat writers around. Just ask her some things about what's going on with the team. And then, all of a sudden, this little trade happened uh Patricia, what's the last twenty four hours been like for you? Uh,
2: <laughs> it's been uh It's been interesting Russ. it's been interesting um i I tweeted this last night. I went out to dinner with my husband uh, and I was looking forward to a nice relaxing you know afternoon. I figured i I'd take my podcast i I was all to, you know, I would finished my work. I was going to sit down with a movie or read a book or, you know, do something fun. And we get, we leave the restaurant and I get in the car and suddenly my phone starts going crazy. And I'm like, what the heck? So I look down and I see the news of a, of a certain trade of a, you know, some guy named Odell Beckham. And I'm like, oh boy. So I, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm telling my husband, hurry up. I got to get home. I got to get to the computer. I got to work. I got to work. And I sat down, I think it was, this was a little after eight o'clock. And I think I worked until I want to say one o'clock in the morning.
1: Well, Blockbuster to be sure. And, uh, you know, we'll get into the details in a second here, Julie. I mean, I, I know as you and I were getting ready to tape last night, I sent you the note, um, about what had happened. And, uh, we knew things were going to be a little different last night. What was your reaction to when you heard about the trade? Of Odell Beckham to the Cleveland Browns
0: oh boy it was shocking because of course you know you're reading certain things that you know it would be wise for the Giants to go ahead and try it you know to keep him in some way um should they just let him go of course the rumor was already out that he was talking to the Browns and then you know all of a sudden all that happened and You know, with me just being an NFL fan, I'm thinking, boy, these Browns. You know, they're they're stacking them up. They're ready. They're ready to take off for next season. So it was kind of shocking. And then that's when you know, of course, you messaged me saying, "Hey, I think Patricia's going to be busy." I'm like, "Well, it's expected."
1: (laughs) Uh, Julie, uh, you know, I'll I'll ask on behalf of you here uh, Mm -hmm. the ramifications of this trade, Patricia, um, for the Giants organization, uh, it had been floating around out there to a degree, um, but it's still a monumental move. I mean, th- th- this is a guy who was a first round pick in 2014 when he's been on the field. He's been absolutely electrifying. When, by the way, when he's been on the sidelines at times, he's been absolutely electrifying as well. Uh, there's no denying the talent. Were you caught off guard by this at all?
2: Um, I wasn't surprised that they moved him, Russ. What I was surprised about was the timing. When Beckham signed that extension last year, I immediately said that it was you know, good for him, but I did not think he would finish that contract with the Giants. Because let's face it, a lot of players who sign these big deals don't finish contracts with the team that signed them. Now, what I also had said of recently is that I wouldn't be surprised if they moved him one way or another, but I did not think it would be this year. I thought it might make more sense to do it next year. And the reason why I said that is because I go back to two thousand six and I and Tiki Barber. Now I know this is a little different set of circumstances, but giant fans will probably remember this when Eli Manning was acquired by a trade for two years. He really could not make that offense his own because Tiki Barber was a veteran. He was established. He was kind of the leader of that offense. And Eli, you know, being Eli was, I guess, a little afraid or reluctant or whatever you want to call it to step on any toes. So I, I you know, go forward to the, to present day, you know, I, I wonder you know, since Odell is such a big personality, and he's a good guy, don't get me wrong, I I like like him very much, and I'm very grateful, you know, for all the times we we talked and whatnot, but he's a big personality, so I often wondered, gee, you know, if the Giants get a rookie quarterback, you know, if they they don't get the right personality, what's going to happen the first time, you know, Odell gets frustrated and throws up his hands or pouts or whatever, stomps off the field because, you know didn't hit him in the hands, or something went wrong. And I'm not going to lie, that I had some concerns about that. Now, is that enough to, to necessarily say, you know, oh, get rid of him, you know, for the new quarterback? No, I think they could have made it work, but I have to wonder if that wasn't part of the equation. Because let's face it, Eli's time is coming to an end sooner than later. Um, and and I think they, gentlemen, in, in trying to get this all together wants to make sure that the team is in good shape as possible for whoever the next quarterback is.
1: All oh, excellent point. What do you, what do you think? Do you have a, a follow up for uh, for uh, Patricia?
0: Actually, I have a question now. With um, Landon Collins moving on, I see the Giants are pretty much interested in Antoine Bethea, which is the safety. You know, of course, he started his rookie year um, with the Colts and won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Now, do you think he's going to be competing for a starter spot with the Giants, or um, how do you see them building around Bethea, pretty much as a veteran?
2: I I do think that they signed Bethea with the intention of getting him into the mix. They wanted, you know, they they also acquired, you know, Jabril Peppers from the Browns as part of that big trade. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be your new uh, starting safety for the Giants. Bethea and Jabril Peppers. And then you're also going to see Michael Thomas, who, you know, stepped in when Landon Collins got injured and, and played well. So you're going to see him in the mix. You may see Sean Chandler in the mix, but they had to upgrade the safeties. Um, you know, Curtis Riley was the free safety last year. He was a converted cornerback. He struggled with angles, you know, did, gave it his all, but just wasn't the guy that they needed. And I think for James Fetcher, given his system, the safety play is so important. And they just did not have it on a consistent basis last year. So, you know, you bring in Bethea, who played with Thatcher in Arizona, I think, for one season. And I definitely think he's gonna be in the mix for a starting position.
1: Okay. Uh, they is one of those physical safeties, too, who can do a lot of different things. He certainly made his tour around the league um, during his career, and he's, he's been a, an impressive player where he's been. I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with one last question, um, which is probably the one you've been getting the most. Um, since the, the trade happened, of course, the Giants are now sitting with the sixth pick and the 17th pick in the first round. Um, obviously, quarterback—you you just mentioned Eli Manning, um, who is certainly winding down. That whole—it's in a funny, uh, Patricia. That class of 2004: Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger—all still at it. Um, it's pretty amazing. Um, but do you think the Giants? can sit at six and get a quarterback? Or do you think having six and 17 means they may, may want to jump up ahead um, and grab somebody like Kyler Murray, if he's going to be up high, if he's going to be taken in the top five, Uh, they have some ammunition. Now the giants quietly now have 12 draft picks, as many as the new England Patriots, the tied for the most. So do you think the giants are inclined to make a move up? To ensure they get one of those quarterbacks.
2: No, I don't. And the Giants have way too many needs for us. They're not a player away. They're not a quarterback away from making a championship run. They have got to address and finish building that that offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have to fix that defense. They right now they have no pass rushers that are established. You know they have Lorenzo Carter who has promise, but remember they just got rid of Olivier Vernon who was their only pass rusher of note. So they have to build that up Um, as far as the quarterback goes. um, I think what's going to happen. And and it's funny because I was just discussing this on my podcast, uh, the Locked on Giants podcast. What I could see happening is now that the Giants have the extra first and they also now have the third round pick. If Arizona makes Josh Rosen available, now the Giants have the necessary capital because I think it was rumored that Arizona might want a third-round pick for Rosen. So the Giants can fill three, conceivably fill three needs with their first three picks. So figure offensive tackle, a pass rusher, and a wide receiver with the with the two first-rounders and the second rounder. So now with the third rounder. If they if they you know feel that they're going to move on from Eli Manning after this year, they can go ahead and and see if Arizona will part with Rosen for a third round pick, and then they can bring Rosen in, see how he kind of you know takes to the system, and then make a decision as to whether or not he can be their future. If they need to go back next year and get you know start from scratch with the process.
1: A fascinating football team. It's been a fascinating offseason for them with two. Very, very prominent trades. You you mentioned the, the Vernon deal. They got Kevin Zeitler um, for the Browns with them. Um, I, I guess there's a kind of a, a love connection there between the Browns and the Giants in, in terms of making these trades. But you see that all the time in the league. You know, it's like the Antonio Brown deal. It's a, the third deal the Raiders and Steelers have made in, in like, less than a year. So um, big things going on for the Giants. Um, and if you want to hear more big things about the New York Giants, there's few people who do, do it better than Patricia Trainer. Um, at Patricia underscore Trainer on Twitter, you make sure you also follow her for her podcast, uh, Locked On Giants. Locked on underscore Giants. Very, very simple. Patricia, can't thank you enough for taking the extra oh, on here the day after <laughs> wildest days. In recent Giants history.
2: My pleasure. Always always great to talk to you. Have a good night. You too.
1: Well, once again, I want to thank Patricia Trainer for coming on, uh, coming on to the show. Um, and again, we had her scheduled before the Odell Beckham news came down, so very fortuitous on our part that we were able to get her basically 24 hours after one of the biggest deals of the off season. And certainly a deal that probably surprised a lot of people, Julie. Julie, is has there, is there been anything else that you have found particularly surprising about the early stages of NFL free agency?
0: Well, you know, the last podcast I had said um, probably one of the intriguing teams this off season was gonna be the Raiders. And yes, I know Antonio, you know, um, oh my gosh, why did I forget his name? Antonio Brown went to the Raiders. Well, he's very
1: fast. He probably just zoomed right by you.
0: He just zoomed right by me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, of course, Le'Veon Bell, I think he just toyed with all of us and everything else. And eventually you knew the Jets had some kind of, you know, salary cap with them. You know, I believe they were second under the Colts with all that cap space. But the thing that really shocked me are the Browns. I mean, they're really building it up. And I just told all the Brown fans on Twitter, you know, wow, you know, this might end up being this very, very scary team in the next couple seasons. And I think they're going to shock us.
1: Well, listen, um, they certainly made some strides uh, last season. Um, John Dorsey came in there late in 2017. I think he figured out what needed to be changed. They, you know, they gave Hugh Jackson another chance. Things weren't working out. Him and Todd Haley um, were fired in the middle of last season. The team finished strong. The, the head coach in Freddie Kitchens. Dorsey continued to be very, very aggressive uh, with what he's doing. If I had to pick out a surprise, um, and it's not – listen, it's not unprecedented, but, um, you know, watching a player agree with the team – And then all of a sudden, changing his mind, of course, we're referring to Anthony Barr, the Minnesota Vikings linebacker, Mm -hmm. that joined the New York Jets. And the New York Jets, and you just mentioned Le'Veon Bell, uh, had also added C.J. Mosley, the middle linebacker, uh, inside linebacker for the the Baltimore Ravens, a four-time Pro Bowler, a very efficient player. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the Jets defense has had issues as well. A lot of people point to the offense, but the Jets defense has been a uh, subpar as well. Greg Williams is now, speaking to the Browns, Greg Williams is now the defensive coordinator for the Jets. It's it's really the six degrees of Kevin Bacon are, are, are amazing. But, of course, Barr then um, decided to go back to Minnesota. He got a new deal from them. Right. Uh, and in some ways it kind of opened up the, the opportunity for the Jets um, to get Le'Veon Bell. Uh, here, Here's what I know. Nothing is ever too surprising. Mm-hmm league and, you know, again, officially NFL free agency began at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, March 13th. Mm -hmm. Legal tampering thing, which I like to refer to as jumbo shrimp, it's kind of an oxymoron, um, really began Monday. And it's just been this flurry of signings. And I actually think the next couple of weeks, Julie, are going to be even more intriguing. We're not going to necessarily see these break the bank type of contracts. Mm -hmm. to see some very, very good, effective football players go to the teams that have been the most patient.
0: Right. So now in your experience of your many, many years with all this, how would you rate this season so far with these surprising things?
1: I I wouldn't say it's overly surprising compared to others. It's really just become the trend Mm -hmm. recent years to see a flurry of activity um, the first three or four days, including the legal tampering period, where we hear all the announced deals, and then now everything's official as of four o'clock today, and so on. But I don't think it's been any more surprising than any other. I mean, listen, there was obviously two very, very big names that got moved in terms of trades, both wide receivers, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. But um, you know, it, it, how teams are able to rebuild themselves or build themselves or fortify themselves is always very, very fascinating to me. Everybody has a different plan. Some people come in and with a big splash towards free agency and don't do as much in the draft, mm-hmm. Some rely very, very heavily on the draft. Um, you know, we did see, I will say this, a little, little change in departure of philosophy with the Green Bay Packers. This is, mm-hmm. it's always been very, very draft heavy. Um, Ted Thompson there, now Brian Gunkus. Brian Gunkus, this is his second offseason as the general manager. And, mm-hmm. look, oh, they signed Zadarius Smith. They signed Preston Brown. They signed Adrian Amos to help their defense. Uh, they they signed Billy Turner to help offensive line. You don't really see the Packers do this, and they still have two first-round draft choices as well. So um, I thought I found that to be very, very fascinating. But I don't think this is – I think there's always that – initial reaction wow this is the wildest offseason i've ever seen Mm -hmm. Um, eventually that becomes like gee he's the highest paid player at his position and then straight every year we say that and i think every year we kind of say the same thing about the flurry of activity but boy is it fun and it it is is to do shows like this and and have uh, patricia train on i guess Mm -hmm. 24 hours basically after one of the biggest trades of the offseason. And and just a reminder for Giant fans and football fans in general, follow Patricia at Patricia underscore a Follow her um, podcast as well. I'm sorry, Locked On underscore Giants. And as well, follow Julie Noted underscore PFG. Follow PFG Vibe. And follow Bax Football Guru on Twitter. And Julie? Yes. Pleasure as always doing a show with you. This is show number 10 already
0: number 10 i like
1: that yes well i mean you know time seems to be flying by we've done a lot of these shows already um as of the shorter variety and as we have uh, you know teased on social media we're doing our very very best to also get the best guests on as well and i think so far so good we're three for three
0: Yeah, I I like it. And like I said before, hey, this is no off-season for us. No sleep till Canton, isn't it right?
1: Yes, that is definitely the mantra. Um, You know, Julie and I will be uh, meeting up in Canton for the Pro Football Hall of Fame inductions. Um, She doesn't know this, um, but uh, I plan on getting a Skywriter um, to write no sleep till Canton. (laughs) I drive from Connecticut (laughs) to Ohio. Listen. We don't need it. We'll both sleep in June, okay, when there's a little bit of lull uh, after the mini camps and the OTAs and stuff like that. But uh, before you know it, we'll be watching those new inductees in Canton, Ohio, and we'll be talking NFL preseason. But until then, there's a long way to go between me and now, as of this taping um, on Wednesday night, 43 days until the NFL draft. Um, That's amazing to me. didn't the Patriots just beat the Rams in the Super Bowl last week?
0: Oh, was that last week? I, you know, I thought I overslept or something. Well,
1: I, well it's like Antonio Brown. It was just like a blur. So,
0: just <laughs> <laughs> well, well Julie, you
1: know. Yeah, Julie, thanks very much. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and we look forward to uh, show number 11. Have a great night.
0: Take care, everyone.